I will say when I started growing my email list, I tried the standard, you know, put a freebie on your website and wait five years and because nothing happened. (laughs) And I got really frustrated. I'm also very impatient, as some of your listeners might be picking up on. So after like a couple months of that, I was like, this is ridiculous. Something has to change here. And then I hosted my first summit. So again, we can chat about that because it was a little bit of an interesting experience because I'm super introverted. So hosting a virtual event was like so outside of my comfort zone. But overnight, I had 600 people come to that event and my email list went from zero, like not even my mum was on my email list, like zero to 600 in one event. Welcome to the Podcast to Amplify show, the podcast for women leaders who are ready to spend less time feeding the algorithm and more focused time leveraging podcasting as a strategic tool to accelerate their business growth. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch strategist, mom of one, and Netflix chocoholic. You're in the right place if you want to learn everything you need to know about creating a strategic and intentional podcast that attracts high quality leads and visibility opportunities for your business. Now, are you ready to amplify your voice impact and revenue? Then let's head into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Growth Without Socials series. Today I'm chatting with Kylie Kelly. Kylie is a visibility and email marketing strategist helping female business owners grow and monetize their email lists fast, serving them through her two memberships, the Spotlight Club and Email Empire. She loves to teach simple relationship-based strategies. I want you to think summits, bundles, freebie swaps and so much more and believes that business and email marketing gets to be fun. She is also the host of This Mama Means Business podcast and is a boy mama of two, Spencer and Samuel. Hi Kylie, welcome to the show. We finally made this happen. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we could sort the time zones out and be here together. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad we were able to connect, especially on this very important topic. Kylie is one of the contributors in the Biz Beyond the Gram bundle. So if you are listening to this episode whilst the bundle is live, make sure you click the link in the show notes to register and grab Kylie's email challenge, isn't it, for this one? It is, yes. Email challenge, all about getting started with your email list. But Kylie, Before we dive into how you have grown your business without socials, I'd love it if you could share a little bit more about you and how you got started in your business. Of course. And my goodness, where do you start, right? I feel like that's like the million dollar question. It's like, hmm. But let's do it in a short version for all our listeners today. But really, I pivoted with the pandemic like so many of us, right? I had a service-based business for a decade before that. I was a wedding photographer and super romantic, loved it, you know, spent all my time taking photos in pretty places of pretty people. And then the pandemic happened and I was like almost bankrupt, having to refund all these clients, like over $40,000, pregnant with my second child at that time. The world shifted and we're like, holy shit, what just happened, right? So then it was a big moment of what do I want to do next? What do I want this next chapter to look like? Do I want to continue with this and build it again? Or do I want to do something different? And I chose a different path and pivoted to an online business because as you mentioned, two little boys, way more flexibility. 
But with that then came the big question of like, so how do I find people? Like how do, how do people know what I want, what I'm doing? Like how does this work? And that's where I found the love of email marketing and started to build my email list. I love that story. Did you, considering your background as a photographer, did you use social media a lot back then? Or was it word of mouth? It was mostly referrals. It was mostly clients telling their friends. And I used to do a few you know, over delivery things so that people would see me at a wedding reception and then be like, oh, we're engaged too. And it kind of spread like wildfire that way. But if I look back at like my socials, it was all the really bad Instagram filters. It was like the photos of my eggs on toast. Like it was not yeah. like business social. So yeah, it was definitely very word of mouth back then. Cool. So moving into the online space then, did you ever start with socials? Like give us a little bit of your social media slash Instagram, probably more specifically journey. I tried it. So once I figured out that I wanted to build an online business, the next question was like, who do I want to help and what do I want to do? Right. So I ended up going to a few virtual events that were really on that ideal client discovery, right? Like who who's your ideal client? What are you passionate about? Figuring all of that out. And I think for so many of us, our ideal client is like us a few years ago, a few years back. So I wanted to help other female business owners that were trying to build a business while they raise their kids at the same time. Um, so that's what I landed on. So I started to then dabble in like posting the quote graphics and like using all the hashtags. And I was like, I felt so much pressure to post like five times a day and do all these things. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't getting me anywhere. And then when I looked at the analytics, um, probably 12 months in, I was like, well, if no one's contacting me to work with me, if nobody's going to my website, if nobody's actually reaching out, like, why am I doing this? It was like, you know, what's that saying? I'm doing the same thing and expecting results. It's like the definition of insanity. Yeah. And that is exactly <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Um, so yeah, I pulled back and just focused everything on my email list. And from that point on, it's just blossomed beautifully. And why did you choose an email list or did you, was it something that you'd worked really well with within your photography business? Like why was that the marketing strategy you decided to focus on? I love that question. So in my photography business, I'd never used email. (laughs) Really interestingly. Yeah. I never had an email list. I never, I I sent them their photos and that was it like via email. I never really used email. But I think it was that whole, like everyone talks about how email is important, right? Everyone needs an email list, email, email, email. And then when I changed to an online business, I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. If you look at the statistics of even, you know, bad open rates, more people open it compared to social media than people seeing. So like the maths worked and I'm a pretty, (laughs) yeah, I'm a nerd. I love numbers. So like the maths definitely got me on board. So I was like, okay, let's give this a try. That's interesting. You're right. When I came into the email, sp- the online space, everyone talked about how great email marketing was. And I just avoided it, as you know. <laughs> I avoided it like the plague because I felt as though I wasn't a good writer. I didn't know what to say, but I probably was insane. I was the definition of insanity <laughs> because I kept trying to crack the Instagram code like in three years. It's so funny because it's when I decided that I was going to scale back from Instagram back in like September, October last year is when I got my first client from Instagram. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> bonkers, completely bonkers. But um, 
it's interesting how you saw, you recognized straight away, this is going to be a complete waste of my time. I need to focus more on email. So considering that email was brand new to you, how did you get started? Were there any resources, any memberships and stuff that you joined? Talk us through your sort of journey. I love that. Firstly, Rosemary, I just want to say, don't beat yourself up about that because how many Instagram courses promise you oh, like do this all. thing? So like, yeah. so yeah, everybody <laughs> tries it. So don't, don't even worry that it took a while. But no, so with email, oh, it's a good question. I didn't, I wasn't a member of anything. I think I just started sending emails and they were probably terrible, right? They were probably very much not knowing what to say. Mm. I'm definitely also an oversharer. So I think I'm just like sharing really personal, like, you know, experiences that I'm having in my business and yeah. being a parent. And there's always a story in one area or the other. And I think because I'm an overshare, I was just sharing and then people connected with that and then followed me through. Um, I will say when I started growing my email list, I tried the standard, you know, put a freebie on your website yeah. and wait five years and because nothing happened. <laughs> and I got really frustrated. I'm also very impatient as some of your listeners might be picking up on. So after like a couple months of that, I was like, this is ridiculous. Something has to change here. And then I hosted my first summit. So again, we can chat about that because it was a little bit of an interesting experience because I'm super introverted. So hosting a virtual event was like so outside of my comfort zone. But overnight, I had 600 people come to that event and my email list went from zero, like not even my mum was on my email list, like zero to 600 wow. in one event. So that's kind of how that got started. Wow. And why did you choose summits? Because there's so many sort of email growth strategies, which is how I, you know, landed in your world. And we can talk about that in a little bit. But what was it about summits that stood out for you? I think at the time, they just seemed like fun. They just seemed like something that I could do to meet people. I was really lonely where, you know, after the pandemic, we'd moved into state. I had no friends around. So I was really lonely. So I was like, well, this is like a party. This is like a party that could go for four days. <laughs> And I get to host it. So let's give it a try. What's the worst? No one comes to my party and then uh, it's fine. I'll I'll cry, but then I'll be okay. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought, well, and, and I had been to one other summit that was fun. Like they had games and they had giveaways and like, it just seemed really cool. And I was like, oh, let's, let's try it. And it was great. <laughs> so you went from zero to 600. And then of course you continue to email weekly. Were you emailing weekly back then? Yes, once a week. Yeah. It's always been my my goalpost, yeah. Cool. So what happened next? How did you, did you run another summit or did you go into bundles or freebie swaps? What was no. the journey? Yeah, so I was hooked. So that was 2022. So I did my first summit in May and then I did my second one in September. Okay. Same results, another 600 people. And each time as well, I made about five grand through like the all access pass sales. And um, so even that was like the first taste of making any money through the business. Mm which I was like, well, this is great. Let's do this again. <laughs> um, so I did the summit in September, grew another 600. And then I started just doing other collaborations. So because I'd had these two events where I had 30 to 40 speakers and I'd collaborated with them, I started doing private podcast series or yeah. being on their podcast guesting and just like started collaborating naturally because I knew more people. Um, mm. So my list sort of naturally grew. And then in 2023, I fell into the world of bundles and it's just exploded since then. Yes, exploded is quite the word. <laughs> so talk, <laughs> us, talk us through then how, because I, I still can't remember how I came across you. It might have been a podcast, um, but I hadn't known about bundles until September, October last year. So how did you 
learn about them? I just saw them everywhere all at once. Like, you know, when mm. it's kind of like when you're looking for, you know, to buy a new car and then you see that new car everywhere. And I remember <laughs> seeing a bundle and being like, oh, look at, look at all these bundles. And being that I'd had this experience of the summits, which did take a lot of work, they were like, I'd say a two months to three months, not full time work, but like a lot of moving pieces. And so I'd, you know, done these and I'm a high achiever. So like, it was like, go big or go home, like (laughs) big events. So um, after I'd done that, when I saw bundles, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much less work. It seems so much easier. Let's give it a try. And the first bundle, I had the same result as the summits with like, I don't know, like a third of the work, if not less, like it was so much easier. Um, And then the numbers just have just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's been a no-brainer to continue that, especially considering that my crazy kids are at home and I don't have that much time. So, I have, since being in your world and being in the Spotlight Club, I've been a contributor, got the bug, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. I'm going to host. And I had 35 from a quiz that I'd done. And with my first bundle in December, I quickly jumped to like 400 and something. And I just thought, wow. <laughs> But then the next piece, of course, is nurturing them. So do you have any tips around getting started, but then also nurturing? Because I think I've seen people be part of bundles and then I never get another email from them ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Which Why are you growing your list if you're not going to email your list? Um, So yeah, so is there anything you'd like to share either on those two points? Yes. Okay. So let's talk to the listener that's got no one on their list at the moment. Step one is be really clear about who you want to help. Like the very first step before any of this is to be really clear on that person that you want to attract to your list because you want to attract the right people. There's no point growing a list full of randoms, right? So be really clear. Who do you want to attract? Who do you want on your email list? And then I want you to think of like a simple resource that's still valuable, that still gives them a transformation, still gives them like some kind of win or like feeling of accomplishment, but that's simple that you could put into a bundle. So I think a lot of the time when um, I see people go wrong is they give, and I used to do this, they give like everything in the kitchen sink and then that person is so overwhelmed, they don't even access it and they just unsubscribe because they're like, ah, I just need to get out. So we don't have that reaction. What is something simple that you can contribute to a bundle? And then I want you just to start looking. And of course, a little plug for the Spotlight Club. This is something that I help with, right? But but start looking in Facebook groups, start looking online at bundles that you could be a part of. Because when you're at zero, it's important to get the first couple hundred on your list because then we can start to leverage other strategies like freebie swaps and other kind mm. of networking strategies. But we need some people on that list first so that when you do approach somebody to do a freebie swap, which is just when you're sending out someone's freebie to your list and they send out your freebie to their list, but you have some leverage. You have some people there to be like, hey, let's collaborate. So first step, clear on the ideal client, create a really simple resource. Don't overthink it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just keep it to something that's going to give them a really quick win. Get them on the list. And then I love the question about the nurturing because I agree people often overthink this. And I think people have the best intention, even when you don't hear from them again, but they yeah. want to do it right, right? They want to be like, oh, I've got these people and now I really need to do this next step and I just don't know what to send it. I'm just, no. oh, I just, won't, I just won't send anything because I don't want to make a mistake, <laughs> yeah, right? That like that's, yeah. It's so easy for that to happen. And I would really encourage anybody that's listening, that's thinking that way to remember like this is just a relationship, right? Mm. Yeah, you're sending them an email and it feels a bit more formal and, and whatever, a bit more businessy, 
but it's really just a relationship that you're starting with this person on the other end of the screen that you want to help. So like I shared before, like if you're comfortable, share about your life, share about your journey, share about what you're up to. We're curious creatures. We want to know what other people are doing, right? So just don't overthink sending those emails and get into the habit of sending one a week. I would also say expect the unsubscribes. That was the hardest thing for me. Like I used to take it so personally. I'm a people pleaser through and through. Someone would unsubscribe. I'd be like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Like, did I hate me? Have I said something (laughs) wrong? Like, I'm just not cut out for this. And it used to like send me spiraling until I actually learned that it's normal for 1% of your list to unsubscribe every time. You could send like the best email in the world and 1% will always leave. So then as my list grew, knowing that figure, right, knowing that 1%, now I've got almost 6,000 on my list. I expect 60 people to unsubscribe. And if I get 20 people leaving, I'm like, yes, only 20 <laughs> people left, right? <laughs> so I think knowing that as well is really helpful. Is that 1% for every email you send or like per month? Well, 1% of your list size. Okay. Right? So like every, so if you're sending one a week, you're going to have 1% yeah. every week unsubscribing. Right. Okay. So I send two a week. And every, yeah, I, I get at least two to five people unsubscribing. Um, but yeah, I've been on that journey myself where I was like, Oh my God, they don't like me. <laughs> but now I've reached a point where I'm like, eh, okay, you're not my people and that's okay. Um, I will just continue to write and speak to the people who want to hear from me. And I like what you said about the, you know, sharing your personal stuff because. I noticed that with my podcast, obviously the podcast is about podcasting, but I noticed at the back end of 2023 that more people were reaching out to me because I started to share about my daughter, like sharing about personal stuff. And that's why in 2024, I've rejigged my content pillars where I can, it's not just going to be about podcasting. I'm going to share behind the scenes, like how maybe, you know, how doing three bundles back to back has grown my list to I don't even know the maths right now, but I'm at nearly a thousand, right? Who in like four months is absolutely crazy. So I'm going to do more behind the scenes stuff, but it's a good reminder that probably goes across all your marketing platforms because people are nosy, curious, and they really just want to get to know the human behind the account. And I feel like email and podcasting are the two platforms that really allow our audience to connect with us. Yes, 100%. Yes. And even, you know, if somebody's listening going like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable sharing much. Like it doesn't even need to be super personal. It could be what you have for lunch. It could be that you hate housework. It could be like something that you might think is mundane, but it's a little snippet into your life. Right. And that's how we connect. We're like, Oh, I hate housework too. Yes. I want to hear from her and I'll open the next email. Like it can be, be that simple. And I think sometimes we just overthink it and overcomplicate it and make it hard when actually it gets to be easy. It gets to be fun. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I would love, cause I have talked about the Spotlight Club before, but you're here now. <laughs> so you'll do a much better job than me, but I'd love for you to share more about the Spotlight Club email empire for anyone listening. Who's like, I would really love to be part of a community guided by someone who clearly knows her email stuff. So tell us a little bit more. Yes, of course. So I am obsessed about the Spotlight Club because there's amazing women just like yourself in there. But I think as well, just the power of community and support has taken me by surprise. So if you haven't listened to Rosemary's other episode, the Spotlight Club is a low ticket membership, $19 a month, 
where you can come and find out how to grow your email list fast without social, without paid ads. But the thing that I love the most is we have 190 members now and it doesn't feel big. It doesn't feel no like this big space. It's still really intimate. Everyone knows each other. We do networking calls. It's just this beautiful place to get support with other women that are trying to do the same thing, um, as well as trainings. And I share all the bundles I know about and support you and, and things. Obviously, the normal membership stuff, but I think the magic is in the women that are a part of it. So that's the Spotlight Club, $19 a month, grow your email as fast, incredible wins all the time being posted that just blow me away. I actually had the idea for the Spotlight Club when I was in the shower crying about a high ticket launch that bombed and I got no sales. And I was like, how can I help more people? And I was like, oh, I'll start a membership. I always hated memberships, but I started it. Like I put it out to my list. Yeah, no, (laughs) the irony. (laughs) I put it out to my list. And like, I think in the first three weeks, I had like 40 people that signed up to it. And I was like, okay, this is obviously what people want and how I can help. So the Spotlight Club was born. And then since then, I've created Email Empire, which is then taking mostly the women from the Spotlight Club that have now grown their list to a 1,000 is good, 500 to a 1,000, but want to learn how to monetize their list. So we talk sales strategies. We talk about offers, offer suites, Black Friday, selling to our email list um, in Email Empire. So yeah, two different two different memberships from a girl that never liked memberships. <laughs> but I would agree with you. I am in the Spotlight Club and- I've been around the membership block <laughs> a time or two, um, but I would agree that the community, just how we, you know, sometimes you might post a question and it's only the person running the group that answers, but in the spotlight card, like everyone gets involved, even if it's just to cheer you on because they don't know the exact answer or can't give advice for certain. And I love that. I know that I can go there and ask a random question or if I'm having a moment, which is a lot, (laughs) I can be like, I just want to say this. I want to just put this somewhere. You know, you don't necessarily need to give advice, but I just need to get this out of my head. And everyone's just really, really supportive. Um, And then, yes, as you mentioned a couple of times, you are the queen of over-delivery. Like Kylie just really supports us, calls us up on our crap. (laughs) But you're always like, Rosemary, I think you're overthinking this. I'm like, I know. The nicest way I heard. No, no, no. You do. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know I'm overthinking this. I just need someone to tell me that (laughs) and tell me to just get on with it. But um, no, it's been a lovely, lovely space. Something that I wanted to ask before we quickly wrap up was how are you using Instagram now? Where you're focusing on email and collapse, how do you use Instagram now? I have thoughts about this. You just saw me like take a big stretch. <laughs> body language was like, thoughts. Yeah. I know. <laughs> for everyone listening, that's what I did. Um, okay. So I, for the longest time, had a night and grid up for about nine months. Mm-hmm. So that's the nine static images. Didn't have to post on my, my grid. Um, was just showing up in stories when I felt like it wasn't even bothering with reels really. And then. I got some really strong opinions that I was like, I want to go back on Instagram. I'm going to start to share my opinions. And that was fun. Like I I didn't have any pressure. So I started creating some posts and putting them out there, creating some reels. And now I'm sick of it again because, (laughs) (laughs) because, so I've been sharing these reels about my story um, that I just shared at the beginning and getting amazing traction. One of my reels had like, I don't know, 2000 views, which was a lot for me. So like, 
lots. And then I looked at the analytics and nobody was new to my account. They were all my followers already, which- No one. No one. Like it was 99% my followers. And people have been telling me, the social media lovers out there had been telling me that Instagram Reels was a really great attraction method Mm. to get in front of new people. Instagram Reels and TikTok. And then interestingly, I know we're not talking about TikTok today, but I did a TikTok challenge- (laughs) Um, one of my friends is doing TikTok and I'm like, I'm not cool enough for TikTok. Like, I'll join to support you, but don't expect much. Like, And so I was sharing the same kind of reels on TikTok and I did, oh, I ended up posting, is it a talk, a tick, a TikTok? <laughs> See, no so idea. Cool <laughs> I, I posted a post on TikTok and it was like a B-roll one just with like words over the top. Best performing one, same kind of reach, but I don't have an account. I have 40 people following me. So they were all new people. Yeah. See, the algorithm is so different. Right. And then so like for somebody that doesn't have much time, if anyone's listening as well, that doesn't have much time like I do, and you're looking to get in front of new eyes, Mm. I just don't think Instagram has it anymore. I don't care what you're doing. I just can't see it. That is really interesting. So have you gone back to nine grid now? Or are you thinking about it? I'm I'm planning to. I just need to create the the nine grid and, and then I'll just be spending time in my DMs because I love that. I love voice noting people and I love connecting that way. So I'll spend time in my DMs as well as on stories. Yeah. And in your stories, you share quite a lot of behind the scenes or you'll share wins from your memberships, but you don't, you don't hard sell. Like you don't do the whole, you know how they say you should sell in stories. (laughs) You don't do like the 10 slides of a story and buy my stuff. (laughs) We don't do that. No. And do you know why? I have never bought through a story, nor have I ever sold through a story. So I don't know. May, and look, maybe I'm sure there's some people listening that have, and I could be doing it wrong. Like, I don't know, but I, that's just been my experience. Like, even now on threads, people keep complaining about the algorithm, how, you know, someone with 20K followers or something, a handful, maybe two hands and a foot <laughs> of people had seen her post. And so I believe what you're saying. And when, you, when you're when you getting those results, you do think like, what is the point? And then if we compare that, and I know I'm banging on about email, but you compare that to my email yes. list that has 6,000 people on it and 51% open my email. That's 3,000 people that then see my email when no one saw my Instagram reel. Yeah. Or like, you know, not many. A hundred percent. No, I wanted to make sure I answered that question because this series is all about showcasing women who are doing it successfully. And I don't know if I told you, but when I first posted about this opportunity on threads, I had someone say in the comments, that's so niche as though there's no business owners who aren't growing, but you don't know because they're not on social media. Hello. That's the whole premise (laughs) of the podcast series. I've got her in my head and the other naysayers who are thinking that, oh no, you must be on social media, if it doesn't feel good to you, find something else that does, whether that's email, whether that's podcasting, whether that's Pinterest, whatever it might be, there's so many other marketing strategies. And I wish that that message was louder than the message from the IG experts that, oh, you must be on Instagram. You must market your business on Instagram. This is how you write a caption. And that has formed a big part as to why I took so long to get to email because I thought if I can't write a caption, you know, the hook, the body, you must do this in this exact place. I thought, well, I can't possibly (laughs) write an email. And so that's been a huge part of my journey. But now as I start to step back from Instagram, like the relief 
I've had my nine grid up since January 23. And it's been such a relief. Like I'll post if I need to post. If I don't need to post, it's okay. The the world isn't going to stop. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love what you said before about what feels good. So I think you know, everybody listening to this can tell I hate Instagram and social media, right? That's Probably no, me too. You know, <laughs> that's not a secret. But if you love it, if you get fired up posting and you're seeing results, then go for it. But just know that if you're not seeing results and you don't like it, there's other options. And I think that's what it's all about. Yes. When did we lose the permission, right? Like, I think like this is, could be a whole other episode because it's just like we are the CEOs of our business. We get to make the calls. We get to choose what what we do. And I think following what feels good is always going to be the right direction. It's always going to be the right choice. And we can change our minds. Bloody hell, I change my mind all the time about things. Like we're allowed to do that. (laughs) You can, you can do whatever you like. It's your business. It's your life. You can do whatever feels good to you. So before we go, Kylie, I would love for you to share more about your email challenge, because I know it's currently available in the bundle. And then let us know where we can find you online. Absolutely. So yes, I have the Kickstart Your Email Challenge in the bundle and it's a three-day challenge. It's super simple. I'm um, a big believer in, like I said, keeping things simple, but it's for the woman that might either hasn't started her email list yet or needs to like revive a dead one. So maybe tried and it's like just sat there and hasn't done anything then this email challenge will be great because it goes through the setup stuff, but it also gives you some really great um, foundations on how to actually nurture and what email subject lines to use and things like that. That'll just be really helpful for anyone that's just trying to get started. I've completed it and it's really, really good. So if you are at that stage, please do head to the link in the show notes to sign up for the bundle whilst it's still live. It's only going to be live for five days, so don't procrastinate. (laughs) Don't (laughs) add it to the I'll do it later list. Do it now. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kylie. Just let us quickly know more about where people can find you if they want to connect beyond the bundle. Of course. Sorry, that was part B of the question. I completely (laughs) missed. It's okay. Yeah, so my website's the best place. So just come over to kyliekelly.com or the beloved Instagram. You can send me a DM, send me a voice note on Instagram. I'm just Kylie Kelly there and voice notes definitely get extra points. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. All the links for everything that we've talked about, Spotlight Club, Email Empire, Bundle, all the things can be found in the show notes. And please do connect with Kylie. She is a wonderful human being and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Podcast to Amplify show. I want to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram and let me know your next action step towards creating a strategic and intentional podcast that grows your business and personal brand. Also, can I ask a favor? Can you share this episode on your story so more impact-driven female business owners, just like you, are encouraged to use their voices to make a global impact? Thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode.